award-winning journalist Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. Welcome to it. Welcome to it. Yep. It is 12 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, so you guys know what time it is. It is time for Talk That Talk. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. And that voice that you heard is the voice of Daryl D. Hoop Harris. What's the deal, Hoopster? Good afternoon, man. Good afternoon, everybody. We lit, man. Playoff basketball is here. Uh-oh. I think I finally got the, the, that time the, the of year. stand working. There we go. It's lit, man. It's a beautiful time. It's a beautiful time. As always, behind the camera, we have our Florida man fact checker, Mr. Salim Dweck. What's the deal, Florida man? And you just said it, actually both of y'all just said it uh, one time apiece. Uh, so that means two times in total. It's playoff basketball time. So, Salim, I need to tell the listeners, not, not only did I lie to you, I lied to them. Uh-oh. I said on Wednesday that when we got in here today, we were going to talk about the Raiders' schedule. No, we're not. <laughs> All I'm going to say is no, we're not. We have a grip of time. No we're, no, we're not. So I just want to tell everybody, if you tuned in for the Raider breakdown, I apologize, guys. That's not happening today. Um, so we will be getting to some uh, playoff basketball. Of course, we have a couple other things to get to. It's a lot of boxing to talk about. Uh, I think Kwame Brown might have snapped, um, and he might be mad at me for saying that, but we'll get to that as well. Uh, I do want to let you guys know that Talk That Talk radio show records live from the beautiful Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino twice a week. This happens twice a week. This week it happened three times. I'll get into that shortly. Again, guys, if you guys want to be a part of this energy here at the Westgate, me and Celine were just having difficulty with our Wi-Fi here, and our only explanation is because the, the house is so packed and because everybody's in here either watching regular season baseball, postseason basketball, or postseason hockey. There's definitely a lot of energies in here right now. Um, but if you guys want to be a part of it, you can come down to 3,000. Paradise Road, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89109. Once again, that is 3000 Paradise Road, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89109. We can hop right into it. Yeah, for real. Yeah, let's do it. And as a matter of fact, now that the world is opening up, I guess I'll get to say it now. Um, <sighs> Salim, I just got like mad announcements, I guess, in general. First of all, let's announce that when we started this website, uh, to go along with this with this radio show and this company in general, we started the website, I believe, in October. Um, Subscription-based, uh, kind of, that was, there, was a, there was a method behind that. All of our college stories were free. We would give away one of our uh, feature stories free a week, uh, or free a month, excuse me. Um, we had, what, exclusive audio from interviews, whether it was King and Oblad, TJ Osselberger, who's at Iowa State now. I want to let you guys know all of that is available to the public now. The website is public, so all of that stuff can be found. Uh, we tweeted out Justice Oluwashun's uh, commitment yesterday, which is why everything is set up the way that it is in here. Uh, Justice came in here and announced his intention to sign with the U. Read about it. Yeah, man. Salim, how do you feel, brother? Shout out to the scholarship. Right. I stayed in my lane. That's hilarious. Um, well, first of all, shout out to Justice. Congratulations yeah. to Justice. Uh, congratulations to the people that reached out, to the people that wanted to be here, to the people that did show up as well. And um, that was actually one of my next point that I wanted to get to. Uh, we left the door open in here before the show while we was in here. And 
with the way that we kind of rearranged the chairs and set it up, I think soon enough we'll start we'll start allowing some people in to listen to the show live and uh, just kind of see where it goes from there. But we we got to build it locally. But everything's building though. No doubt, everything definitely is, and I think that uh, I'm excited for the website to be open access because come on, come on, you know. He and did. I also and agree with the plan to do everything the way it was, but you know you got to be adaptable as any kind of entity, and you have to be innovative. You have to be able to change on the fly, which is repeating both of the words I just said. But absolutely, no, it's you working. never know what might pop up and i think that you know definitely we are doing that most definitely and i feel like my mom's tip in literally coincides with just that my mom's tip in for today is one loyal friend is worth ten thousand relatives i'll say that one more time one loyal friend is worth ten thousand relatives Celine, what you got for me Hearing that from your mom is different, though. Hey, fam. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Just when you, when you, just pr- like I said before, pray for my family. I've said that before. Rest in peace to my cousin, Leslie Potts. Um, just pray for my family. Rest in peace, man. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Um, of course, we have a lot of boxing to get to. My dad's tipping is actually on boxing, so that's one of our quick hits that we're going to get into. But we was, cannot. Yeah. What you got for me? It was announcements galore in like the past 72 hours. Damn. It's <laughs> we're not done yet. Oh, we're not done Every, yet. Everything's back, bro. We're not. We're so not done yet. So I can't get into specifics right now, but oh. I do want to say. Yeah, I didn't sleep last night thinking about this. I don't know what it is yet. You know? Oh, because <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I did send a text message. That's funny. I did. I forgot all about that. Um, I can't go into detail just yet, but. The details will be coming out over the next couple of shows. But yesterday I had a conversation with Aviator Team President Don Logan. And it is official as of yesterday. The Aviators are an official sponsor of Talk That Talk radio show. Big time. I'll tell you guys what that entails, what that comes with. There will be some uh, some interesting things coming yeah, with that. Yeah, get out of town, bro. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> not a casual drop in the first yeah, what Five we, minutes. Yeah, what are we in right now? Air horn for yeah, that. Yeah, bro. Nothing, I, but know, yeah, no, that's matter, what's up. That, that's, I cut my speaker off. That's uh, that's dope, man. That's definitely. This dope. is big time for us. I, 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 first of all, thank you to the aviators. Thank you to Mr. Logan. Um, it, it, the funny thing about Mr. Logan is, whenever you guys do get the opportunity to meet him, he goes by the nickname of Donnie Baseball, and that's a that's a fire name, and. It's just the the energy when you talk to Mr. Logan is, uh, is, is different. It's different. And like I said, the support that I've had from the Aviators from 2019 when I was an intern with the Las Vegas Review Journal, shout out to the RJ. Uh, shout out to Sam Gordon. Anytime I mention the RJ, I'm going to mention Sam Gordon. Shout out to my dog. Um, ever since 2019, the inaugural season with the Aviators, I mean, Mr. Logan was one of those people to kind of put his arm around me and, and express that he was willing to willing to support whatever we had going on. And that was before the the actual creation of Talk That Talk Media. So once again, thank you to the aviators and uh, to the fans. We'll let you guys know what that entails very, very soon. Um, you want to talk boxing? Where do you want to start? 
All right, so let's start with my dad's tip in because he yeah. he starts exactly where I want to start. Now, you know what's funny? Shout out to my <laughs> shout out to my parents because on graduation day, they came out here and my dad looked at my phone. And my dad <laughs> looked at my mom and said, Oh, he really can't see my tip in. And I was like, What are you talking about? He said, Your screen is cracked to hell. I said, I told you that. Like, I told you I can't see through these cracks. Like, I'll be surprised I when I read it smooth sometimes. I was there before, recently. <laughs> I'll be surprised when, like, I, I read it smooth sometimes. And to everybody, my mom is one of those people, too. She's like, you have insurance on your phone. Why don't you just go do it? Time? Yeah. Do they got to hold my phone for a little bit? Yeah, see? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can do no, that right scarce now. scarce out here. I just can't do it right now. I can't do it. I don't know what that email is going to look like. I don't know what phone is going to, or what phone call is going to come through. So we can start with this one. My dad says, Simply put, the first sentence is July 24th. First of all, can we just stop it right there? <laughs> I just want to stop it right there. I just yeah. want to stop it right there. But in case you guys are unfamiliar with what is going on, the Fury Wilder trilogy will come to a head. An arbitrator ruled this week that Tyson Fury must give Deontay Wilder a rematch after their two previous bouts. 2018, it was it 2018 ended? Man. Okay, yeah. The 2018 bout ended in a draw and a dismantling of Wilder uh, by Fury was in their most recent fight. This could be a good thing or a bad thing for Wilder. A good thing because he can avenge the last embarrassment with the victory against uh, Fury. The bad thing is he better have a better game plan because he didn't have a clue in the last match. And as you guys talked about last week, <laughs> that Undertaker-like scene from the first bout where Tyson Fury appeared to wake up from the dead should not be forgotten by Wilder. Wilder this time, where was I at? I'm sorry, I didn't lost the spot. Wilder, don't wait this time for that one-punch knockout. Don't wear a 40-pound headpiece to the ring, and don't pace for miles before the fight. Do you remember before the last fight, Fury was chilling with his wife on the couch in a dressing room? He was so relaxed, conserving, conserving his, ener his energy. Excuse me. Take a lesson, Wilder, or it's going to be a long night. The wait is uh, going to be over soon. What's that? That's only two months away. Fam. That's two months from tomorrow. Bro. Do you know how quickly that's going to run by? Oh, yeah. No, that's a treat because that kind of fell off my radar as far as uh, Well, because we didn't know if it was happening. Yeah, events to expect it soon especially. You know, a fight will get announced a year in advance. Yes, very true. <laughs> Me and Celine, we've talked about it a lot, and we're going to talk about Anthony Joshua and, and what – and me and Celine pretty much have been playing, playing like scenario, scenario picker for a couple of uh, months now. So we're going to do that in a second. But I want to stick on this Deontay Wilder topic for a split second. Only because my dad said, hope, I hope you learned from the last fight or I hope you have a better game plan from the last fight. What I will say, or what I will ask rather, ask to you guys, is do you guys believe – that Deontay Wilder should have fought somebody else before fighting Tyson Fury again? No. Why? Because either you beat him or you can't. Hmm. But, of course, yeah, a tune-up fight would have been nice, but then you run the risk of, we talked about Mazadov making a slight analogy, mm -hmm. holding out for the rematch for the belt because, nah, I could fight somebody else, I know, but I could lose that fight too. And then... Where do I go from there? Okay, see, so and I'm I happy that you brought up Jorge Masvidal because 
that was a lot worse of a scenario in that second fight than it was the first fight. <laughs> so in Deontay Wilder's perspective, if we are looking at the Jorge Masvidal analogy, what's worse for Deontay Wilder? Either you can beat him or you can't. You run the risk. And hopefully, at worst, you go down swinging. Because if it's a respect thing and you lost, you gave him your best shot. You, there, there's no way coming into a trilogy, a rubber match, that you don't leave it out there one way or another. Well, it's not even a rubber and, match because the first one was a draw. So right, we would right. we would love to call it a rubber match, but true. For what? Yeah, I'm not gonna get into the Tyson Fury thing. I don't want to be that guy, but it can always it get certainly worse. can. Yeah, it certainly can. <laughs> but see, that's the only thing my dad mentioned, him, and my dad said, "Don't wait for that one punch knockout." How can you not, Salim? You covered the fight last night. You watched Cody Garbrandt, and I told you, Rob Font. I don't have the most knowledge about. I yeah. do have extensive knowledge about Cody Garbrandt. You saw Cody Garbrandt. Anytime the going got tough, and he was against the fence. He began to reach for it. You saw he was loading up from that. He loads his right hook from his ankle. Yeah. And Rob Font said after the fight that he truthfully believed, and I'm sure that most UFC fighters say it, but, well, I shouldn't say that. You hear some UFC fighters say it. Everybody doesn't say it because everybody doesn't believe it. Rob Font said after the fact that he was going to work his jab, similar to what you just said in terms of his reach, because he does believe he has the best jab in the UFC. After seeing last night. Yep, lanky, lanky, lanky. It was the opposite. <laughs> Literally. And like I said, Cody swings for the fences. So when he's winding up for the big shots, He's getting hit with a couple of jabs. So um, even connect, yeah. that fight is, is, is one in itself. But going back to, to the topic at hand, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, uh, me and Celine talked about – I forgot which scenario we did first. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, Anthony Joshua getting his fight against Tyson Fury before the third fight against Deontay Wilder. Like I told Celine, what happens if AJ wins? Yeah, nah, is that hype the same for Deontay Wilder and Fury 3? No, nah, they had to get this out the way. They yeah. had to, right? Right. I think so, okay, when is the, the Joshua Fury fight? And there is no, there cannot be Thank a you force. for saying that. Thank you for saying that. August 14th. So we're talking about like two weeks after. Tyson Fury has not said anything about moving that bout. The rules, just by the way that the fuck, almost cursed. With yeah. the state commissions, and granted, he is fighting Anthony Joshua in Saudi Arabia. He, he would fight Deontay Wilder right here in July. I could see that fight getting pushed back to September. Anthony, or excuse me, Tyson Fury has said nothing about canceling that second bout. It'll have to be. And no, but Fury's the kind of guy. <laughs> to fight two times in three months. He would. He would. He definitely right. would. Especially if he wins the first one. And that's why I said, should Deontay Wilder take a heavyweight fight before this. Anthony Ruiz, or Andy Ruiz, excuse me. Andy, Ru Andy Ruiz looked great in his last fight. Yeah. If Deontay Wilder got in there and stymied uh, Andy Ruiz, who looks 
looks like the best Andy Ruiz of his career, and he's a former champion. De- Deontay Wilder still would have had more buzz about him. No. no. I don't know, man. I I was gonna say I don't. Did y'all hear what he said? I should have. I should have brought it as a, as a, that's out no, there now. No, but he no. said something along the lines of, "Well, uh, no." He said, "I've lost so much respect for um, for Deontay Wilder." Now he asked for twenty million dollars to step out of the way. He said he called him a joker. He said, "I guess I'm gonna have to crack his skull again." Yeah, that was see, that's terrifying coming from a six eight gypsy king. So I don't know what to make of Deontay Wilder right now because we're I'm left betting, we're left with Deontay. that lasting impression. And yeah, you caught him, and it was almost lights out. You were getting touched, bro, for like nine rounds, like nine ten rounds. If that very, knockdown very never happened, Tyson Fury would have won that first fight as well. Um, and. Not being able to compare about against anybody else, we saw you kind of get technically just outworked. Who's to say that that wouldn't happen? Like, I don't know. There might be a real big dent in his armor now. If you go find Andy Ruiz, who's to say how that's going to go? I that don't know. So let's finish this. So that way, if you <laughs> give lose me the, to give the me the check again, give me the check. I can now take next in line versus, oh, mm-hmm. I just shot myself in the foot. Because hmm. I don't know, man. I'm rooting for him. Love to see the brother win. But – I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait and see. And if I'm him, you got to wait out for that top shot. And then see who else, who else needs that. We talked about it last week and, and mentioned that if Deontay – or if Tyson Fury, we, we, we kind of talked about it, he doesn't need another win over Deontay Wilder. But if he does secure another win over Deontay Wilder um, and he beats Anthony Joshua, if somebody was to call Tyson Fury the greatest heavyweight to ever live, what are, what are we – what are we comparing it to? And shout out to Wilder because he's not Cause he supposed to be that. here, man. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. If you know what Deontay Wilder fights for, if you ask Deontay Wilder why do you fight, and you hear his story behind his daughter, it's impossible not to root for him. That's why I said before because of that, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. For what we talked about, Cody Garbrandt. Let me shoot Cody some love because shout out to the man, no love. Um, if you ever met, have you ever met Cody? No, nah, I went to a, fa- a fan village yeah. in Inglewood. In uh, Eaglewood, California. And Cody is dope, bro. Like, Cody is one of, like, the nicest people that you could be around. And I say that to say, Cody Garbrandt, you could talk to him about his fighting style, and he's not one of those fighters. Clearly, whenever you talk to a person about the profession in general, you want to be respectful. You could talk to Cody about certain things. You could tell Cody that you get touched up sometimes, and when you do, you get angry. You want to instantly get it back. Cody would say, you're right. You're absolutely right. So I say all of that to say, Cody has hurt that his entire career. That's why it wouldn't be a shock to him. Now, you know where I'm going with this. The Bantamweight title fight against Dominic Cruz, I had Cody Garbrandt win in that fight. I said, but it's got to happen in the first two rounds. When that fight started and I saw the composure that took over Cardi, Cody Garbrandt. Oh, I said Dominic Cruz is in for a long night. Yeah. Who's to say we don't see that from Deontay Wilder? He he's gotta want it, man. I know he does. You know what I'm saying? Just from a competitor's perspective, you go out like that on that stage, you know you want that back, bro. Especially when you put you put your hands on him and you felt him fall. 
It's like, bro, he can't hold me. So I, I, we need to see it. We got to see it. But also, also, I, I don't need the presser beforehand. I need him to be calm, cool, and collected the entire has way. To be. I've been trying to think about this for like two minutes <laughs> while you've been talking. What did he say, bro? <laughs> What did he say? What did Tyson say? <laughs> no, what did what did um what did Deontay Wilder say, bro? Before oh, the, before the uh, second fight? Yes, man. No, a lot. Viral. <laughs> a lot? I don't know. I don't. Celine, you want to find it? You want to see if you can find any presser press conference moments? What was it? You know what fight? I'm talking about. You gotta find it. I, uh. This isn't gonna work because he definitely said a lot, but Tyson Fury did too. And see, I think that's the interesting point. Interesting part too, because if and of course, you guys know I've done my history. My favorite probably athlete of all time is Muhammad Ali. That's the one person, I, the idol, I guess, quote, unquote, I don't like using that word, that I greatest. never got the oppor- opportunity to meet. But I didn't get to see his trilogies, his 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 wars, his rematches, mm-hmm. his things of that nature. If Deontay Wilder wins this fight and we get a Fury Wilder 4, fam, I, I'm going to tell my dad boxing is back. Like, yeah. now I got something to hang my hat on for boxing. Because growing up, we had what? Roy Jones. We had Floyd. We had Bernard Hopkins. We had Pacquiao. Manny. Yeah. Shout out to Manny. Yeah, we had Arturo Gotti. Who's back? Talk about it. Man, that was so disappointing. We didn't get Oscar and Floyd even when it should have happened. It wouldn't have happened in Oscar's prime, but. Absolutely. I got I was watching that but I felt like this whole chill go up like five and I'm like, man. Nah man. What do you want him to say? Speaking in It's the scariest thing in the world. Since since we're talking about the world of boxing, I just remembered that um Mr. Bayweather's gonna be in the ring in like a couple of weeks. <laughs> Did anybody re- <laughs> We'll, we'll hey, get to. I don't want to laugh. Just, I don't want to laugh. Just wait till that. We'll just let that occur naturally. Fam, I completely forgot. And we'll probably talk <laughs> I about completely it. Completely forgot. The weekend after. That's what. When is this date again? It's like June 9th or something. I have no idea the official date for that. It's like two weeks out and it's nobody's talking about. Like two weeks right. away now. I apologize. <laughs> My bad, Floyd. I did not know that, uh, or I did not remember that. That's interesting. So, because I was going to say, when was Floyd's prime though? Like you know, his who's entire career. That ha- who's his entire career. Happened? Whenever they fought. Shout How, out to that fight, man. That can was we prom- look up Floyd's uh, record really quick? Wasn't Canelo like four fights ago? Three fights ago? No. For Floyd? When was that? That was, that was like 2014, 2013. That may be three I mean, or four fights is, for Floyd. It could have been five or six years. That may be three or four fights for Floyd. If you don't count some like of the... Like now? Like it's not going to work, Floyd? If you don't count do some that. of the exhibition fights he's had since then. But that's like Canelo. That's not right gonna work. Now. Yeah, I'm about to say it would be Canelo now, yeah, and that would be Floyd now, and that's not gonna work. No, no, no. I mean, like, uh, uh, oh, you, oh, you mean literally? Hypo- yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. If that's the case, Ooh, never yeah. mind. Yeah, because I got some fun ones. Well, I got some fun ones. Yeah, was that? I mean, all right. Yeah, that was that was yeah, fifty. Yeah, 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 that was yeah, fifty. Yeah. Give it to him. <laughs> that's a good point. And if it wasn't, Dang. if you don't include McGregor, it's five fights ago. Dang. Can you give me those five fights? Andre Bertho. Right. Marcos, Maidana, Marcos, 
My bad. Both Maidana fights. Floyd got touched in one of those Maidana fights. I think it was he the did. first one. He did. Anymore. Yeah, Floyd has suffered multiple broken hands from punching people square in the chin. Now, four, um, w- four would be good for the sport, speaking on Wilder Fury, but let's let's mix it up after this one. Because remember when we saw Manny and, uh, what, Marquez like four times? And then Manny went to sleep, and we said, let's stop doing it, let's stop watching this. <laughs> I mean, no, but before that, it was a, it was a war, like. It yeah. was like yeah. it was what it was. But let's mix it up. Shout out to Mickey Ward and I, I mentioned yeah. Arturo Gotti, Long Live the King, uh, Arturo Gotti and uh, Mickey Ward. How many times did they fight? Two or three times. Like so, and Arturo Gotti was one of my favorite fighters. Floyd got in that ring, and Arturo Gotti looked like he shouldn't have been anywhere near Floyd Mayweather. I was a year old, fam. It had to be in Las Vegas. Texas Station? Texas Station? That's funny. Insulin, that's a fire stat, bro. They put him in the ballroom. (laughs) Thank you for telling me that. Hey, we got. (laughs) It's lit. It's lit. Wait, but you say it took him a while, but when was that fight at the Thomas and Mack? If it's like 90. But what I'm saying is Thomas and Mack is kind of up there only in terms of boxing because Roy, Roy nah, Jones won the a heavyweight title. In the yeah. 90s? Roy, that's why I said if it's, if it's late 90s for that uh, Thomas and Mack fight, that is pretty big time because, like I said, Roy Jones won the heavyweight title in the Thomas and Mack. So you got some history there. Hey, so you know what's funny? You guys are – you guys – we, we talk about doing stuff differently. You talk about innovation. That was a word that you used earlier, and I love that word because I'm, I'm a firm believer in this. I know that one day we can secure a Floyd Mayweather interview. So that's the type of setting that I would want to go to. I would want to go to Texas Station in the ballroom and be like, do you know why we're here? And Man. see if Floyd remembers, like, this is where Man. my first pro fight took place. Right. Like, yeah, bro, they came and got it's you. It's already out there, so if anybody else in the world <laughs> does it, your corny is all hell. Yep. Period. You're corny as hell because I already said it, so it doesn't matter. Um, And if I see it, I'm telling. (laughs) I'm I'm going right back. Uh, What is this? May 23rd, 2021. Floyd out the ballroom and said, yo. That's funny. Strap these up real quick. Shout out to to everybody that made it out the the mud there, out the dirt. 100%, man. Um, So let's talk about another fight. We talked about Manny Manny Pacquiao a couple of times. And I seen a tweet. And I'm not sure who said it. Shout out to Sam Gordon. Shout out to Sean Zatel. I'm not sure if they retweeted it or if they said it. And I think it was one of Sam's followers, and he uh, retweeted it. And they said uh, that th- regardless of outcome, Manny Pacquiao's legend just grew yeah, by I, simply taking this. Fight. I was already going to say shout out to Manny. before, Like, that was literally what I was going to say. Shout out to Manny because you don't have to be fighting this man. Yeah, Let's no, give Manny his flowers first yeah. because I don't want to count Manny out already, but it sounds like we're we're walking Manny into a and demolishing. Not so much. I'm not saying I'm not trying to say it's gonna be that either, but first you, of all, you, say who he's fighting. Right. Errol Spence. You know what's interesting? I knew who he was fighting, and then when you say it, it hits again. You're right. Manny don't have to do this. 
But man, but people wanted Manny and, and Bud. No, it's, so I'm seeing like there's a lot of there's some respect there because if you're Manny, you don't take that fight unless you think he's he's not being like, oh, I'm about to go get this kid. Like it's like, oh, he's probably uh, legit. Let's see, let's see what he could do against me. This might end no, up he's help, that this might guy. end up helping his resume. But like, I think there's a respect. Earl there. Spence. He is fighting Errol Spence Jr. and that will take place in August yep. in Las Vegas. Man, that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't shock me. And that's the interesting thing, guys. I, any Manny Pacquiao fight, I told you guys before, I, I it, if anybody asked me my uh, favorite fighter that I watched growing up, I watched Manny Pacquiao's entire career. He's 62-72. Word. So I've watched Manny's entire career. I have never gone into a Manny Pacquiao fight and said he's not going to win this. The closest that I've ever been was the Floyd Mayweather fight. And I think close, like right before the bell actually rung, I think I might have said, nah, Manny got it. I'm still rocking we with Manny. A, we should do a rewatch for that one day. Of the Manny fight? Like a lot, no, like we that. should not do that. I, I figured it's going to frustrate me. <laughs> yeah. it, it frustrates the hell out of me because I haven't seen, I've never seen Manny fight like that before, and I've never seen Manny fight like that since. Yeah. I've only seen it like I don't twice. know what it is. I'd, I just would love to rewatch that. Now. In combat sports, like I said, you never want to use the word scared. But you hear analysts say people fighting scared or playing scared. Yeah. It looked like Manny knew that Floyd was faster, so he couldn't get – it's almost like he was twitching. It's like he was feigning a lot. And it's like, man, you got to let your hands go. You got to throw them. But, like I said, that's a whole other story. I say all of that to say I've never went into a Manny fight and was like, I think he's going to lose. This may be the first one. I mean, and by the way, after that Floyd Manny fight, I said never, Spence I'll never bet against Floyd come again. Out as the favorite. No, he's gonna be the favorite. Yeah, yeah. What'd you so say, I mean, Slam? I, I that Manny fight. You know how like you know how like your head tells you to pick Floyd. In my heart, I was like, Nah, Manny gonna pull it out. Manny gonna shock the world today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what's dope. That uh, that that Manny Floyd fight was uh. One of my prom nights. <laughs> One of your prom and, and nights, they, first they, of all. <laughs> and they put it, uh, they put it on in like the big old auditorium, blah blah blah. And it was a school had a lot of uh, Filipino students. They were not happy that Floyd was doing it. I was in, there, in the back talking big stuff. <laughs> Yo, hey, it, good times, it was a good whole times. energy. I know it was a whole energy, <laughs> and I know you didn't make it no better. Yeah. I know you didn't make it not better, even in in the slightest. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, man. Now he everybody will be the favorite. He will be the favorite. <laughs> everybody talked about what um what uh to make of Bud, Terrence Crawford, and Errol Spence not actually making their fight happen yet. And most people are saying clearly it's it's promotions. It's this is boxing. It's not like it's one promotion with the UFC. It's different promotions, whether it's top rank, whether it's uh PBC. Uh you're gonna have these issues. Everybody was saying, I don't want to see Earl Spence fight if he's not fighting Terrence Crawford. Everybody was saying that coming off of his uh, his accident as well. Right. And he took Danny Garcia in his first fight. Yeah. And with all due respect. Got busy. He got to it. So everybody said it again. The only fight to make is Terrence Crawford. There's still fights out here for Earl Spence. And like you just said, Salim, if he continues to add him to his belt, 27 and 0, he may only get to 30 and 0 before he fights Bud Crawford. But if you add a Manny Pacquiao, 
Not at all. Not at all. Can you give me Buzz age too? Just hypothetically, Terrence Crawford. I need, I need to. Now I got a sidebar question for y'all. Probably before we kind of maybe switch topics. What you got? Um, where with that with this announcement coming out? Floyd's fighting in Florida, right? Does anybody know off the offhand? I think I think I think, I think Floyd's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, bet. Um, with the Pacquiao Spence fight being announced, I actually until we brought it back, so I thought you were going to lead with that. I kind of forgot that the Wilder Fury fight was approaching. That that was you know yeah. resetting it. That's in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I just can't even recall everything. So like as of late, that's been announced. Yeah, Vegas. By the way, yeah, all in Vegas. Okay. Rumor well, has it except for. Andy Rumor Smith. has it SummerSlam is on his way to Vegas. That'll be his first live show since paper since WrestleMania for the WWE. Um, At Allegiant? Yes. Yeah. Where is Vegas in the grand scheme of the country, man? Because the in stock sports, we already know the stock is up. In terms of sports and entertainment right now? As as, as far as where's the official hub? Like First of all, and with all due respect, the UFC is on what Vegas twenty seven? <laughs> yeah, word. And Dana White said the rest of Fight Nights will be here in Vegas for the rest of the year. He said he's he's gotten cozy in the Apex. He likes it. But it's thirty three. If Earl Spence has three more fights, it gotta happen when when Bud is no later than thirty six. Because he's already out of his prime at thirty six. Ish. It's still not your prime. 36 is, you know, Unless you think Bud Crawford is another Floyd Mayweather, and I, I think very highly of Bud. I think he's the best pound for pound on the planet right now. Like Shout out to Canelo. Like your prime is still there. You just not. The you might not be a twelve round prime. You might have to go twelve round. I mean, it's a dog. I'm telling you, I watched Bud fight one time, and I watched the, the Jeff Horn fight, and I watched him catch, watch him capture that belt. It, yeah, that's that's another breed. Can you do me a favor? Last thing, Celine, for boxing. Can you look up Canelo's news and tell me which Charlo brother is fighting him or is willing to fight him? Excuse me. I believe it's Jermel. If it's Jermel Charlo against Canelo, hell, even if it's um, what's the other one? Is it Jamal? I think it's Jamal and Jermel. Uh, either either oh. one, either one of the uh, of the Charlo twins, if they were to fight Canelo, Salim, you watch boxing. How do you think it would go? Now I need to know the way that it would go because I feel like I feel that. Well, I feel that way as well, but I need to know how you think it would. I go. I haven't got to see them. Dude, Neither one of the Charlos. Nah. Interesting. Go watch some of their fights. I think you would be a big fan of the Charlos, yeah. both of them. Oh, you haven't? Is this heel on the out of bounds line or no? No. Right? Sorry, y'all. It the, is the, club, the clubhouse is rocking, is as y'all now. know. Uh, <laughs> it is now. Wizards 76ers are nearing the end of game one. 37 seconds left. Wizards have been trying to come back all fourth quarter. It's a five-point game right now. Ben Simmons just Ben Simmons just missed two free throws. And uh, the Wizards are just trying to hang in there. And it looks like it's West. It's mad close. And uh, I'm surprised the ref actually called it. You can tell he's thinking about it. He called it late. 
you're pushing off the foot. There's no way you push off the foot in the hill. Don't touch it. Like in that in that sense. It wasn't. The hill kind of didn't touch the ground, but some part of that some part of that foot is touched the ground. It had to. How do you not catch the line? Exactly, because you have to push off the foot. I'm looking at the way Russ is taking off right now, and he. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's almost like the shoe does, and his foot didn't. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. It's the same thing with a three point shot. If you're taking a three point shot and your shoe is on the line, my toe is not. Your shoe is on the line. It's touching the line. That's the two. So, unfortunately, this may be a um, a, a turnover for uh, Washington. Again, they're down by five with 37.1 seconds to go in game one. We're actually about to get into basketball talk right now. For the last 20 minutes, I want to talk about Kwame Brown. Um, what they do? Oh, they, they, they – it was a turnover? Yeah. I'm telling you, bro. I, I can't say that it's not. Um, yeah. So, speaking about Kwame Brown really quick – I would love to pinpoint where it started and who we started talking to first, but I don't know. That's how the yeah. That's how the Kwame Brown conversation. But I don't. What Kwame Brown conversation is there to have? I brought it. I know I brought it up, but what conversation is there to have? Help me. Does I have, started off by saying Kwame snapped. Is it true? Um. Yes. That. That. I mean. Ultimately, yes. Ultimately, yes. Because um, he could have spoken up about not being a fan of the jokes or of Stephen A. Smith or of being the, the poster boy, poster child for a bus. I don't love that term, but he could have come out about this a long time ago. But when you say snapped, I don't even want to put it in a bad, in, in the worst light because he's, he might have just had enough eventually. But see, and but that's like, my I gotta, issue. If I don't say nothing... I'm accepting of it. And I, the whole, you know, be the bigger man. Yeah, that's good and all, but I'm going to let you know something real quick. Exactly. Like, I'm tired of that. Which is my point exactly. Yeah. Which So let me address both of those points. The first one that you mentioned about he could have uh, came out and said it before. I have two things to talk about really quick about that point. Didn't have to. He don't have to. No, not at all. Nobody he can sit back and be like, we're eh, chilling. say what y'all want, who cares, yeah. whatever, whatever. Everybody's chilling. Like, nobody's still thinking about that joke. Like, however, over laughing, like. No. 20 years later, I'm not in the league no more. Like I said, shout, we, now we, we love to make jokes here, and I'm not calling this person a bust because you just said you hate the term in general, especially if you can tweak out an NBA career of any sort. You made you're it, You're not bro. a bust. You made it. You're not a bust. We talked about Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. An underwhelming prospect. In, in Kwame be, Brown's defense, 20 years later, and you're still talking about me, fam. I feel it. So, yeah, they, they, yeah, and they wanted uh they wanted Elton Brand didn't happen because yeah no that whole his his career doesn't you know it's Selene, a strange can you cut the, career. Can you cut the Lakers on? It's a very strange career, you know, for him to be taken first and not be with that team for much long, very long at all. You I know. mean, but here's here's the deal. Regardless of how that yeah. happened, my first point to because I want I do want to address both points, but that's still that first point I had it was two party. The oh no, you don't have to do that. Oh, actually, you could do it too. Do that too. Um, the main part that I took away from what Kwame said or how Kwame reacted 
yes, he could have said something possibly in the 20 years. Or let me give you a scenario of somebody who has talked and told you, I don't particularly like this. Can I think? Can I, well, can I guess this person? Do it. I can, I can tell you two right now. Derrick Rose. That's funny. The two that I was thinking are teammates. Derrick Rose wasn't one of them. Yeah, who? Both start with a K. Kevin and Kyrie are both open. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are both very, very open about what bothers them. I don't like when you guys do that. And then what do people proceed to do? What bothers them? That. Right? Naturally. So if Kwame Brown is no longer in the league and he tells you guys, hey, it bothers me if you guys call me a bus, how many more people who have never called Kwame Brown a bus are going to call Kwame Brown a bus because they know that he gets under his skin? So Kwame was in a lose-lose. Now, the second point that you had brought up, which was what? You could have been tired. I don't, I don't forgot how I broke it down. But oh, I say, you yeah. You have been tired of it. Um, but also, if you let it fly and you keep letting it fly, because I, I feel oh, like yeah. there's a part of – he's one of their contemporaries. I'm a retired yeah. player. Y'all retired players. But y'all are milking the bag of talking about other people. So that's going to rub me the wrong way because I enjoy my retirement on my own. I don't speak on y'all. I don't speak down on anybody. And he wants to say that all they all he hears them do is speak down on black men. That's not really true. That's, that's not, not true what they at do at all the smoke. But um, if that's how you feel, you know, I can see why you're like, bro, I mind my business. Y'all are over here turn players turn commentators. When who said y'all can do any like I, I get where that part's coming from. It's like he has a contempt for them. The conversation, somebody tweeted, they're like, how, all right, how much, how different were Kwame Brown and Matt Barnes as players? Matt Barnes had a few years where he was not, he was getting knocked down the shooter, but. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah, true. I mean. Yeah, I mean, well, interesting. Um. But now, which is what Kwame <laughs> ran with. The funniest thing what Kwame said is, you see the screens I was setting. <laughs> Are you not in the tape? <laughs> you wanted him to see. You wanted to see him score eighty points, right? Everybody he scored eighty-one. He don't. He don't score eighty if I want post touches. That's hilarious. That's bro. facts. Though. That's facts, though. <laughs> if you look at the way that that <laughs> offense was run, he, he's kind of telling facts, bro. You know, um, he didn't call for it. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> Talk to me. Give me. Give me his part thirty-six. I can't think of your second point. Damn. It's not bad. I mean, I'm oh man, I'm really trying to address that second point that you had because the second point was uh something that I was actually gonna bring up about Kwame. Oh, and it's about to bother me. Whatever. Yeah. Nah, I don't know, man. I I I kind of like that, but the whole. Oh, go ahead. Snap. I was just trying to fill it because I knew you would come for it. Snapped. You said you don't want to make it a bad thing. Kwame keeps saying, oh, why is it now that I snap? Why is it now that I snap? Why is it now that I snap? If I was having an interview, if I was interviewing Kwame, I would say, why do you think snap is a bad thing? Why? You got a right, bro. Shake the table. That's my point, bro. Like, do what you got to do. You can snap. It's okay. Now, like I said, now he's thinking in the sense of what Charlemagne said on uh, The Breakfast Club. Of course, he's bringing in other things now. Oh, in Charlemagne's defense. 
Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte Bay coming. Which, which, which is a wild, which is a wild statement. In terms of what he said about Kwame Brown, all he said was leave Kwame Brown alone, and he pointed out facts about his family. Okay. What Kwame said is factual as well. Those are them. He's him. I believe it. No, but see, I feel like he thought that about Stephen A. Smith. I feel like he was like, fam, you can't be. But see, at the same time, no, too. No, that's the thing. Yeah, you, you let somebody, you know, you kind of let somebody speak, and they'll tell you what is on their heart. Word. Stephen A. was not in this conversation. But he has something to say for Stephen A. Smith. But no, but Stephen A. Smith for years. Exactly. He'll be, exactly. like I said, unwarranted. Exactly. He could be talking about so he's Greg like, Oden. That, he'll be like, this is a, the next Kwame And another Brown. thing. And by the way. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so here's my only thing, though, and this is what I want to address, because we talked about it plenty of times. I tell you guys all the time, too, anybody, any writer that I've ever dealt with, and you guys clearly, you guys have been editors and, and elsewhere, so you guys already know. But one of the, one of the bits of advice that I always give is – Stand firm in your reporting because clearly you're here for a reason. So if you – I don't believe that you would print mm-hmm. anything that you don't believe. So stand firm in your reporting. I always tell people you're not going to come to blows with these athletes. You're not. Have at it. Somebody wanted them. Somebody want to know. Kwame Brown has been Kwame Brown since he was Kwame Brown. So, like, in, in his words, he's, he's his mama's son. So, uh, um, see, and you know my memory is terrible. The point that I was making, um, Stephen A. Smith, you're not going to come to blows with these athletes. I've heard more than one athlete say that they don't like the way Stephen A. Smith talks. I could hear it. I can understand it. However, this is the only thing that I do not – or this is the only thing that I guess I – well, I'm not even going to say I don't – agree with I would ask players Kwame Brown would be one of them when Stephen A. Smith says you know where to find me why do men hear that as a challenge to fight dog I literally mean what I said you can come find me like I'm not hard to find I've said that before I've told people that where I go but where I go is literally scheduled I have to follow teams. So where I go is going to be labeled. Like, you're going to know where I'm at and the time. So I get Stephen A's point of if there's a beef and you don't like something that I said, let's, let's go ahead and talk about it. You can do, we, can, we, we don't need to do this Twitter. We don't need to do this texting back and forth. You know where to find me. Now, I say all of that to say I've had athletes that didn't like stuff that I said. I'm going to point back to the Ryan Clark situation. Stephen A. Smith was like, there's, you, this is years ago. Stephen A. Smith was like, there's athletes that, that, that down talk um, sports analysis, that uh, down talk uh, media members, down talk personalities, down talk radio hosts, but then retire and want our jobs. Like, it's coming from a place of jealousy. Like, you're playing. You can't, you can't have both seats. Right. Like, you got to pick. You, everybody can't be Candace Parker. Right. Everybody can't be Chene Ogumake. Yeah. Everybody can't do it, fam. So no. Stephen A. Smith was like, you have to wait your turn. And then when you're done with your playing career, if your resume looks better than mine, and trust me, you will come get this seat. They will pay you for it. Yeah, y'all don't tune in because Ryan, all I do is say is sing praises. My point exactly. But Ryan Clark hopped in right after that and said, I'm just as eloquent as you, I, uh, and my hairline isn't pushed back, whatever, whatever. That happens to reporters a lot. 
you guys think, and I say you guys, not talking just solely to Kwame Brown, but you guys right. think because you're athletes that I care. A lot of times, athletes misconstrue, oh, you're here for me, you're here for me, you're here for me. I'm here for my audience, dog. Yeah. Once I leave I'm here, here out of I don't think about you, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, this, is, this is love, this is passion, this is my craft. This so, is me putting in my 10,000 hours. So I, I hate when something now, in a lot of these players' defense, some of these, some of these analysts, Skip Bayless is one of them. I'm, I'm not going to say that he's the only one. But there are certain people who have it out for certain players. It just is what it is. It just is what it is. I think one time. I think one time when he was in Miami. Because he won't respond to me. And not only that, the person who I love, Kawhi, he won't respond to me. <laughs> like, like you're not getting – it doesn't matter. Anyway, shout out to Skip Bayless. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. You know something that I don't? Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, I mean – I take people on camera at face value, and it is what it is. But uh, I say all of that to say with Stephen A. Smith saying, you know where to find me, album, whatever, whatever. A lot of those things are just true because a lot of athletes try to come off in a aggressive, like, type yeah, of way. Combative, Com- yeah, combative. Yeah, combative. And my whole thing is, too, like, I, I and this is so interesting because I've told you guys before, shout out to Marcus Thomas, and, Thompson, excuse me, and we're actually about to end this first hour right now. And um, what's up? What's going on, Ray? I'll talk to you shortly. Uh, we're actually about to wrap up this first hour right now. But we've talked about, like you said, just people that are combat athletes that are combative in general. When you are met with that, we're talking about men in this particular case. As a grown man, what do you expect us to do? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna bring up somebody and Marcus Thompson is somebody who has come to multiple JACCs, who uh, which is a journalism conference back in California when I was at Cerritos and he's had multiple conversations with us. If you guys are unfamiliar, he covers the Golden State Warriors, um, and he I won't say the player's name, but we were talking about that and he said it to the entire room. He said there was this particular player. He said who didn't like what I wrote about him. He said and felt the way and decided to kind of every chance he got in interactions, kind of let it be known. He said he let the first two kind of like slide. It was like, whatever, like you clearly mm-hmm. in your feelings, it's fine. Yeah. He said about the third one, he said he asked for him to go outside with him. He <laughs> said and when he went outside with him, he said, of course, like he didn't ask in front of everybody. He pulled him to the side, he was like, come outside with me. He said when he went outside, the first thing that he said was, I have a wife and a daughter. And he said the other dude looked at him and was like, what, what does that mean? He said, only thing I'm saying is just like you, you have a family. He said, aside from basketball player, aside from reporter, we are two grown men, bro. We are outside where nobody's around right now. And all of those slick comments stopped. When you realize, bro, that you are dealing with grown-ass men, bro, rip the basketball player away, rip my job title away. We are grown men, dog. Think about what you're doing right now. It's not a threat. It's not anything. 
Just realize that you're talking to a grown man, dog, who has a family to feed. That's it. Just like you do. So how would you feel if I was talking to you like that? That's it. That's why you guys have seen me in interactions and in settings with people that we've had static. What's the first thing I do? I pull them outside. Because I know how this goes when I start to watch. Fam, you and me, we're going outside. Because nine times out of ten, it's going to be all words when we go outside. Because there's no audience. Yeah. I'm going to just let it go. I guess we can let that die there. But I feel, Kwame, about saying that this internet has gotten a lot of people confused. I'm not, I won't say who's right, who's wrong. Um, but no, I, ha I have more on it, too. But have at it. You, it we, we coming back to talk basketball, so we can do it. Yeah, no, nah, we, we, we can let this, uh, let this breathe. I don't know. Did this ever get concluded? Did this wrap up at all? No, it's not going to. No, it's, it's just it's, people. They're just—they're both just gonna stop talking. Yeah, um, that's it. Both sides are just gonna stop talking eventually. But yeah, no, I think that's a rule of thumb that I—I I don't know if this is. Uh, I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure you tell yourself this too, but I, don't, I wasn't necessarily taught this either. It was just something how I feel. I, I wouldn't put. I'm not gonna put something in print or on wax that I wouldn't feel confident saying to the person. Celine, you were in here yesterday with Justice. I said I think week three. I said, oh, this team gave up on the coaching staff. Justice was in here. We had members of Rebel Football in here, current members. And I said it then. I asked Justice, at what point in your estimation, what week did teams, did players start to play for themselves? Celine, what was Justice's answer? It was after the Reno game. I started to make it worse. I started to say, wasn't that week one? Yeah, I know. <laughs> But if you know, you know. But and I let it knew, breathe. Yeah. That's, that was my first thought. Too. I was like. When he said it, I said, fam. <laughs> my face. gave a royal a week? My face. For the audio listeners, my face, yeah. I was like, ooh, week one. <laughs> but no, real, real, real spill. Real spill. And you said that not to tear them down for doing that. Let's be honest, though. Observation. Let's, let's, let's be honest. This is what I saw. If I'm wrong, go ahead and tell me that now, too. Because. This is what it looked like. The season kind of went that way. That's what it would indicate. Am I wrong? Word. Shed some light. What was was it beef? Like was it internal? You know what I'm saying? Like was it was it not? Because it's kind of how it looked. And the thing is, also, yeah, athletes. This is kind of where I was saying I'll, I'll just say this point. Um, and for anybody who gets defensive about journalists or reporters giving their opinions on you, I mean, fam, we're a microcosm of the public. When you, how you said that. People that know I'm here because I have a following. That was I, I really I was like, man, truth because I don't report because I you know want LeBron to see what I'm saying. Like, nah, it's my opinion on it to my contemporaries, people who actually see my voice, who I can reach. Right. If you like it, you take it. I feel like it's got some value to it. I'm gonna put it out there. Cool. It's not for that reason. But if I had something negative to say, don't get mad at me because you realize the entire world saying that, right? I have this microphone, I have this pen, and I got to put something out. Your voice so you want me to lie? So they yeah. mad at you, but it's like, fam, I'm just listening. You know that they don't keep it sweet like how I'm trying to word it for you, right? So it's like, yeah, nah. I mean, it's a job, bro. Respect. I, I respect and, what you're doing. And that's why, like I said, I love every single member of this staff because I, I've, I've watched every single member of this staff um, deal with conflict and deal with adversity and every single person is here for a reason because i know how you guys will deal with adversity and conflict we went right up against the window what you got nice that was the other announcement summer league yes 
Some, we're coming back to Summer League announcement. We went right up against the wall, guys. Hour number two is starting now, I promise you. Talk That Talk radio show records live from the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino twice a week. And this is the largest Superbook in the world for over 50 years. This was the largest hotel in the world for nearly a decade. If you guys want to be a part of this ambiance, the Lakers and the uh, Suns just started. The Suns are up by nine points on the Lakers right now in the first quarter. We got about a minute left. Uh, Washington did fall short against Philadelphia in game one. Again, guys, if you want to be a part of any of this and you don't want to hear me have to tell you what's going on and you want to watch it for yourself, come down to 3000 Paradise Road, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89109. It's a vibe. What's the deal? It's definitely a vibe. Going back to what you said earlier, we'll, we'll end it with this, unless you got some more on it. You, I'll, I'll um, open the floor. But uh, I told you guys, I had a homeboy in high school, and I say homeboy because that's exactly what it was. Shout out to Zach McMillan uh, in high school who transferred from San Diego. And Zach is 6'11". And let me just tell the story for what it is. I'm Talk That Talk Media, so I'm here at Talk That Talk Media. That's, there's no way we, we're going to avoid this conversation. I went to Westchester High School. <laughs> for those of you guys who do not know, Westchester High School, regardless of what has been told to you guys in the past, that is a really, really black school. Mm-hmm. That is extremely black. That's a black school. So, Zach is from San Diego. Zach is a 6'11 white guy. Zach transfers over, of course. Uh, I think he came from Cathedral, maybe. And I think Cathedral still wanted him, so he had to set out a year, whatever the case may be. Set out a year. Of course, the buzz on campus is like, oh. Oh, dog, we got this 6'11 Zach dude coming next year. Yo, we about to shut down the whole – and we've talked about it. Zach told me since we had – since I was covering the team that the competition level was different. So that first year, he's watching the team. So the first year, he couldn't travel with the team, couldn't do anything. Zach had his own car in high school. I'm in high school. I'm younger than Zach. I end up riding with Zach to away games. Me and Zach end up being super cool, ends up being my dog. The following season when Zach suits up, I'm in the toughest position in the world because the school is like, dog, this, this Zach dude ain't it. And Zach is telling me like, yeah, fam, I ain't never played against competition like this. Like I've never played against Renardo Sidney. Like I've never played against nah, Solomon Hill. If you go into like, the, uh, if you go into the LA section, like, Without. I'm not used to playing Taft and Fairfax and even Palisades. Like, this yeah. is new to me. So, he admitted. I, this isn't, I'm sure. Like, the first year for the fans, this ain't probably what they want to see. But before that first story came out, this was the first time I've owned, the only time I've ever done it in my career. I went to Zach before that paper came out, and I was like, fam, you know what the school is saying. Zach looked at me and said, absolutely. He said, I know you got a job to do. And he shook my hand and was like, bro, we solid. Left it at that. No, no, no. You know, he played at the school. He stayed at the school. He ended up going to uh, UCSD. So shout out to Zach. Um, just up and down. Just up and down. He had some some big games. He had some double doubles. He had some 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 smaller showings against bigger schools. But I mean, that's that's what you're gonna get in the in the step up in competition. But it was just weird because we had rode around for a full year. Low key, it's hard to ride in a car with somebody for a year and not become somewhat friends. And then to have to say that the campus is kind of wondering why he's still starting 
is a tough position to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Zach. Uh, I do want to get into local news first and then end with, with playoffs. I feel like because the playoff conversation is going to continue to go. Now, Salim, you're a witness. You're a witness to this, whether you say that you are or not. Tyler was here on Wednesday. I tried to nail Tyler to that wall, and I said, I need you to tell me right now how this VGK series goes with Max Pacioretty and without, right? He tells me, he said, oh, with MP, the Vegas Golden Knights win both games in Minnesota. They probably lose a close one in um, Vegas. Then they go back to Minnesota and they wrap up the series in six. I said, interesting. I said, and if Max don't play, he said, well, he said, I'm not sure that Vegas wins. So I'm here to update you guys and let you guys know that Max Pacioretty has not played in the latest two games for the Vegas Golden Knights. And Tyler was still correct with his first prediction. Vegas took both games in Minnesota. Not a, uh, not a trend that they're used to. So the Vegas Golden Knights most recently beat the Minnesota Wild 4 to nothing, and now lead the series 3-1. to one. Marc-Andre Fleury is now tied for third all-time in postseason shutouts. He has 16. Seven behind number two. I know, guys, we talk about asking our legends to walk away, and that's like a reoccurring conversation here at this show. Mark Andre Fleury, clearly we're not going to ask him to walk away right now. Mark Andre Fleury is 37? Give me the give me the age, Salim. How many more years of prime flower do we have? Yeah, that's a double entendre now that I think about it, and that's amazing. Yeah, he's 36, so he's 37. Okay. So, okay. So Somebody answer my question. How many more years of prime flower do we have? Because I have a number in my – forget it. Over, under – over, under, one and a half. I'll put slightly over. That was the number. Damn. Over, under, two. Fine. For two years. So if it's over, under, you're – you're taking it right at the two. It's ridiculous. Shout out! To <coughs> Shout out to uh, hockey vets, man, because they can walk into your your at your local grocery store and look just like I don't know your the the average dad of of, of two or three <laughs> picking up picking up groceries know. and it's like, oh, that's um no, that's that's um all league goalie like all time goalie, <laughs> no doubt. And the interesting part that you say that, it happens with the Knights often. Yeah. Like, you know who else it happens to? It happens with boxers a lot. Here in Vegas? No, I was going to say this. I walk no, into certain Vegas, restaurants man. sometimes and be like, speaking of that, that's, that's Leonard Ellerby again. He's right there. Ah. Wearing Mayweather promotions on his sweater. He's right there. Shout out to Leonard Ellerby in the building. Um, yeah, no, it happens. You got to double take a lot of places out here. Just 100%. be like. Is that Big Sean? <laughs> like, yeah, yo, and nine times out of ten, you'll double take and be like, that's not Big Sean. And then you'll hear something on the timeline and be like, yo, Big Sean was just at yard. No, he wasn't. I heard the crazy stories like, yeah, man, I ran to Montrez at the dispensary. Like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Did you just snitch on Trez? 
This happened. Not, not with me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me, but that happened. Did you just tell on Trez? Oh, man. Trez is my guy. Huh? <laughs> That's a good the league, the league changed the rules. Shout out to Trez, man. Shout out to Trez. Zayar uh, don't have a team right now, huh? And he should. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll get to What? Never mind. Next topic. Um, game five <laughs> versus uh, the Minnesota Wild will take place in Vegas. Salim, can you correct me if I'm wrong? That takes place Those are some must-win games, too, by the way. Tomorrow, yeah. Well, see, were they? I'm not going to – I'm not going to – Argue the point. I just want you to argue yours. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. For because mom- of the for momentum, and yeah, to that's like the Bucks winning yesterday at Game One. We're gonna get into I, that. If you don't, <laughs> then the demons are right there. Like, hey, fam, remember? <laughs> and they sitting on your shoulder when you when you uh, like you said when you lose seven seven thirty tomorrow. Beautiful. And I, um, was one of those started off what two nothing right? And I was like, Ooh. oh, yes, yes, and yes. I was like, Shout out to. <laughs> I tried the final after the word, and I was like, oh, they got busy. Shout out to Dick Calvert's wife, Miss um, Ann Carter. I'll, I definitely would just say Miss Calvert. Um, recently, since I've been going to Aviator games and the Knights are clearly in the postseason, I think heading into the postseason run, I pull out my laptop and I will cut on a game. Mrs. Calvert is one of the biggest Vegas Golden Knight fans in this city. Like, to see her get excited about the Vegas Golden Knights run. So, so I really hate to break up what you're saying, but we might have uh, somewhat breaking news. We'll see how this unfolds. But Chris Paul right now is down, holding his arm or his – kind of the front of his elbow or his shoulder perhaps, and he has not moved his arm in 20 seconds or so. It was a transition play. Uh, he turned the ball over on a pick and roll. THT stole it, went down, missed the layup. Braun followed it right off the rim with a putback. It looks like Braun went through Chris Paul on his way up, and that seems to have flexed CP3's arm or shoulder in the wrong direction of sorts or hyper. I don't know. It looks like he's grabbing at that know. bicep, and I don't want to, like you said, we don't want to speculate know. by no means, but Chris Paul is down right now. Yeah, um, with the commercial break. And some of y'all are probably watching this game, too, on another screen. So, I mean, my bad. I mean now, for what it's worth, no, 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 no. You're, you're absolutely right. Do me a favor. Look out look out the windows. You see everything. You see how everybody had, like we just talked about the energy in this room earlier. Nobody's moving. Yeah. It's almost like for a split second, the entire room just stopped moving for a second. So, hopefully we can get some news on that right now. Um, to con- to conclude with uh, sim- some oh wow I'm over here stumbling to conclude with some uh, local news I just mentioned the Aviators the Aviators lost last night to the Salt Lake Bees eleven to five now their record is eight and seven they did win the first two games of the series and dropped game three game four as you guys always know takes place on Sundays at noon so it's taking place right now I do want to let you guys know that the Bees are up one to nothing on the Aviators in the top of the fifth inning. Salim, do you want to know the more interesting stat? The Bees have one run off of one hit in the fifth inning. The Aviators have no hits. That, yeah, not that one hit. So, the Aviators are currently being no hit right now. So, 
we'll see if this changes and we'll see how much this changes in terms of uh was that a home run? for this team. Um I will give you exact specifics yeah. right now. Uh so like I said before, this is game four of a six game series for the aviators and the bees. For some reason my phone is still tripping. I don't know what's going on. No, yeah, I think it's the connection or something. It has to be. But don't worry about it. Yeah. Um it actually wasn't. It was an RBI. Um uh-huh. let me actually triple check. Yeah. So it was an RBI single for King Wong. Uh and that was in the top of the fourth. So that was in the top of the fourth inning. So clearly we're in a pitcher's duel. The pitcher's duel is going into the fifth inning right now. Let me tell you guys who the Aviators have on the mound. The Aviators do have Parker Dunshee on the mound. He is pitched through four and a third. He has given up one hit, that one run. He has walked one. He struck out five. So that's a pretty interesting stat. And then across from him, he is – let's see if I can see who he is matched up with. He's matched up with Packy Naughty. Nodden, excuse me, Packy Nodden. Um, as we're watching the replay on Chris Paul and that shoulder, unsure exactly what's going on. Um, just another update for you guys really quick. Of course, we're talking local news. The Aces are a team that we need to update you guys on. Simply oh, yeah. because um, the Aces, <sighs> interestingly enough, the Aces beat the Los Angeles Sparks 97 to 69 and they opened up their season their or excuse me they opened up their home finally it is newly renamed the Michelob Ultra Arena nice good Over for them at the Mandalay Bay that home opener again for it being against the Los Angeles Sparks for anybody who was was interested in this game they was like oh well this is the return or this is the official first matchup between Chelsea Gray and her former team former team with the Sparks same thing with Raquana Williams and the Sparks as well. And um, I remember – and it, I, this is – I definitely should have brought for that's out there now. I remember uh, somebody tweeted it, and they were talking about Christy Tolliver. She said, um, Sue Bird in the Seattle Storm. Um, oh, no, I think she said this was, this was a joke, but Sue Bird in the Seattle Storm and Four Rings or something isn't a joke or something like that. So I, I – I assume that based on the thread that she was uh, speaking about the WNBA Finals last year, of course, which the Aces were swept in. So following the rough outing for Christy Tolliver in the uh, Sparks and and Aces game, the Internet most definitely let her hear about that. (laughs) And uh, it's just interesting to see this entire city getting behind. You just talked about it right now. You said where does Vegas uh, lie in the sports hub? Um, sports and entertainment hub of uh, the world. And I'll, I'll keep it in terms of nation. Of course, Los Angeles is one thing, and, and New York is, is probably never going away. Of course, the Lakers did just win a title. The Dodgers did just win a title. But the pandemic is still one thing. I would say New York is up there because of the Knicks and the Nets winning. And, of course, the Yankees are still the Yankees. Um I'm gonna go right after New York. I'm gonna tell you Vegas in the States right now. It's uh they have to be right there. They have to be right there. When you look at yeah. all the places who are eager to resume their normal commerce, I would say Atlanta where do next. they wanna go, you know? Florida has been the hub because Scratch they've that. been the one spot Dallas. where they've been able to make it happen. They've been going from from like Miami 
Tampa, Jacksonville. to Jacksonville, to but Dallas has to be in there too. To Dallas mainly, but Dallas, Houston, Austin, we know that they're uh, always going to attract. They're their own entity as well. If we ever talk about Texas, right? But on the national scale, folks looking to you know branch out or where can we meet in the middle is is really Vegas. Hmm. And interestingly enough. It seems that Allegiant clearly has helped. Um, UNLV Athletics, we've gotten into the news recently over the past couple of years from coaching changes. It may not be the best reason, but eyes are still on uh, UNLV. Like you just said, it's a Vegas thing in general. It's it's growing, and it's very, very active and growing. Uh, speaking about the NBA playoffs, which I think was what we're going to talk about probably for the next 30 minutes. We already went over both tip-ins from our parents. We did both of those in the first, what was that, 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, so right now the Lakers are on a 7 nothing run right now, and they have cut into the Phoenix lead as Devin Booker dribbles the ball off his knee and out of bounds. The Phoenix Suns are up 38-34 to with 7.50 to go in the first half. Again, this is game one of their first-round matchup in the West. Let's talk about the games that we saw yesterday. Salim, we're going to start with your team because that's what started off the 2021 NBA playoffs. The Milwaukee Bucks, 109 over your Miami Heat, 107 in overtime. You kept saying something yesterday during uh, – or actually, I think this was before Justice's uh, – that sounds crazy. <laughs> Justice commitment video. Um, what was that main thing that you, were, that you kept saying? Wasn't that bad. As a Florida fan, I mean, as a Miami fan, I'm pretty sure Salim is looking like, no, I know, but I'm pretty sure Salim was looking. I'm sure, I'm sure it yeah. felt that way. That's my entire point. No, nah, they could have, they could have hit a couple. They could have hit a few more jumpers that game one with OG. I mean, yeah, that jumpers, is true. You know what I'm saying? Facts. To send it to OT. You want to know what I'm going to point out? You say you don't know what it means for my for Milwaukee. I'm going to tell you that I don't know what something else means for Milwaukee. Um, we all talk about Giannis's aggression, and we love how he he's going to beat him every game. Like, he's going to attempt to do what he does every game. You know what I don't like? I don't like Giannis taking ten shots in the first quarter and only making three. I'm getting ready to say I'm getting ready to say that he's not playing bad against Miami. I'm a hundred percent about to say exactly what I said last year. Miami plays Giannis really well. Oh, for sure. He was ten for twenty seven. Also to clarify, uh, Jimmy and Bam were combined eight for thirty four. Um, and bro. what I could say is you said five for one hundred and thirty eight. That was pretty close. What's yeah. the percentage? What's the percentage? Yeah, nah. <laughs> But oh, um, man. but to lose by two points in overtime is nice when you shoot that bad, right? You talked about Goran. You said if the dragon is on, you said you guys are going to be a different team. Do you trust Goran for a playoff run, another playoff run?
Can we say playoff Goron is a thing? Because we saw it in Phoenix. No, that's, that's that he's yeah he yeah, he's earned that he's earned that. Most definitely. So y'all y'all don't take away um any more positives from the Bucks from yesterday? I just want to highlight the fact that no disrespect to Drew Holiday, but you and me had the biggest debate about Giannis is going to be Giannis. Who else do they need to kind of come through? And I kept saying, you, could, you of course, you were talking about Drew Holiday. We're talking about defense, of course, but Chris Middleton still on both ends. Yeah, I was here for that. I'm still going Chris Middleton because he's asked to do much more on both ends. They lose that game yesterday without Chris Middleton. But he's not asked to do nearly as much as Chris Middleton is on offense. He's not asked to score as much as Chris Middleton is relied on. If Chris Middle, yeah. if if Drew Holiday gave you six, twelve to sixteen points, you and you still get a win, it's it's it's, it's a win for you. If Chris Middleton gives you twelve to sixteen points and you guys still get a win, I might be looking at ourselves as kind of lucky. Yeah, I mean the beautiful thing, Giannis is got forty. Then right, you don't have to ask Drew to do much. You put yeah. Drew, you put Drew on the court. And whether it's on the offensive end or the defensive Absolutely. end, he's a winning player. I I love I, I love this big three of theirs. I mean, I that that's what I was getting at. I'm not saying he's bad. I mean, we're comparing. What is this now? This is two A and two B. Do me a favor. You just gave me Chris or Drew Holiday's numbers. Give me Chris Middleton's right next to it. Don't. Don't uh, take Drew's away. Yeah, no. Chris Middleton was great. Yeah, he had 27. Drew had 20. He was 50, 40, 90 last 27, year, 27, 6, and 6. Drew was 20, 11 boards and 3 assists. Chris Middleton, Chris, wait, wait. Chris Middleton 27, 6, and 7? No, no. Yeah, he was 27, 6, and 6 yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Oh, for the I year. I thought you meant for the no. year. That's no, why no, I was no, like, no, no. what are we talking about, Celine? <laughs> Drew after the All Star break was ridiculous. It's nuts. Yeah. But no, 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 no. I, exactly. That point is definitely can, can rest. That big three is is uh, a functional big three. They accounted for seventy three points. Booker Lopez also had eighteen. What's that? Ninety one. They only scored 103. Hmm. Um, and they they got lit, they got almost nothing pretty much anywhere else. Wasn't it? Wait, I'm a little worried. Was I, it 103? 109? No, it was 109. Okay, that's why. Oh, hard. My math's okay. off. No, you're all good. Little, I just wanted to be off. sure. But yeah, no, they definitely attributed 75 percent of those points though. Just about. They 73 out of 109. About 70 percent. I'm gonna go ahead and stop this really quick just to let you guys know. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. Um, just look at that screen, guys. Just look at that screen. Clearing the clearing the bases. Yeah. Which <laughs> um. So I'm here to bring you guys some Oakland Athletic news. Uh, me and Dick Calvert was at the game last night, and we were laughing because we were like, Brownie went, Brownie hit a homer again, and Brownie has seven. Speaking about Seth Brown from the Oakland A's, who was formerly of the uh, Las Vegas Aviator, shot the Brownie. 
he just hit another two-run homer right now. The Angels are down 3 nothing, and I believe they have Dylan Bundy on the um, hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you want me to say? It's top second, nobody out, Angels are down 3 nothing. Um Indianapolis 500 is next Sunday, so we see some – I'm looking around this uh, clubhouse right now, seeing what we have on the television. So we have just, like you said earlier, so many different sports kind of – I don't want to say peaking at this moment, but taking off definitely at Running this moment. Running concurrently for sure. Um, no, I take I took that as a good as a good win for Milwaukee, and I feel like so I, I'm, I'm gonna get this off real quick, real quick, real quick, and I'm gonna probably change this as we go. I think I'm rooting for Milwaukee to make the finals out of the East. I'm, I was I'm, doing I'm, that last I'm, I'm pulling them to make it out of the East, and my gut is kind of saying that they knocked on the door. A lot of people want to write them off, and this is the year they get over the hump of making it out of the conference. Now, wait, before you move on. Hold on, before you move on. The big three that you just mentioned, anybody in the West has a problem with that. If they get out of the East, Milwaukee's my favorite. Whatever whatever team makes it, no. I don't remember a year when one through eight on both sides – and now uh, the Wizards aren't making it. The Grizzlies. I'm saying. This is my point. He this is I'm my saying. point. And I doubt the Grizzlies are making it. But I also am on record. Uh, the Grizzlies, I think, will upset the Jazz. We'll get to that too. Um, that is true. Since when was one through seven? So, well, since when was there such little separation? This was a. This, 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 this is turning. This is panning out to be a good year. And I think the finals are going to be – I'm also rooting, though, for an L.A. Brooklyn finals because that would be ridiculous. I would love to see that. It'd That's be, it'd so be ridiculous. It'd be ridiculous. Hey, so, so, you know – is happy the fact that Stephen A. Smith has been asking for an L.A.-Miami NBA finals for the longest, and he got it in the bubble. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious because he couldn't travel from L.A. to Miami back and forth like he wanted to for two weeks. That just would have been amazing for him, I know. Chris Paul is back on the floor, y'all. Blessings. And you know how I feel about CP. That's a oh man, I'm excited. Sheesh. Yeah. Right and on. right on cue, yeah. he gets there, and the and the the Lakers look like their offense is just completely stagnant again. Um, the Suns have built their lead He's back up. using the right arm. Ooh, we. Oh, we. Yeah. Um. That, that's kind of just the way I'm looking at it. It's the window. They've got some continuity where other teams are putting it together. And what I'm going to say with this is I have the New York Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Meaning that they're getting past uh, Philly? That's, that's a little crazy. They might get but past they could. Washington. The Knicks might play Washington in the second round. It's wide open right now. It's wide open. I said they might. Remember what I said about Russell Westbrook? I, I would love for Russell Westbrook to get out of the first round with not James Harden and not Kyle, uh, excuse me, uh, Kevin Durant. I don't know if it will happen, but I've watched Bradley Bill score 50 on nights where I'm like, Bradley Bill got to have, what, 30, 28, 39? I mean, 28, 32, something around there. And Bradley Bill has had, like, 53. So as long as you have that, 
as long as you have Daniel Gafford looking like Lob City DeAndre Jordan. And they got and they felt they scored out. 118 points tonight and lost. And they felt them out. You know what I'm saying? This this first game, uh, and B was in foul trouble, and B was like plus 17 this first game. The first half, that's the only on the deal. Floor, <laughs> and then second half, you felt them. And closing time, you felt them. So you can make the argument each one of these series that for for either team, a team that I will not be <laughs> arguing for. After I tried to, I tried to support this team. Not, I know like, what you're about to say. Crazy, and hopefully go back to this next topic. Hopefully, it will be the Clippers. Let's get into it. Somebody texted me and said, uh, "Shout out to Justin. Justin, I haven't checked my phone the way I should have, but I did see a message. I haven't opened it yet. Somebody said, uh, "How do I feel about?" Or Justin said, "How do I feel about uh, Luca doing it to the Clippers again?" All I'm gonna reply to that with is this tweet that I saw. If Luka ever gets a consistent second star, the it's league is ugly. in trouble. It's very ugly. No, that 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 boy has a uh, he's he's got next and it's like nobody's telling him he's not next. Like he just walked in the gym and he said he wanted next. And if he beats the Clippers, don't that mean he got now? The team that was next told one of their guys, "Hey bro, you can't run. We going we going to run with him instead." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But if he wins right now, last year, I don't understand at all, and I question intensely the reasoning of the Clippers for arguably tanking those last couple of games. You can't definitively say they did, but clearly you settled for whatever the cards were going to throw your way if you dropped those couple of games and were looking towards a matchup with the clip with the Mavericks again when they had Kristaps Porzingis for two quarters last year, mm-hmm. and Luka still gave y'all hell. Like, Gave y'all grief. And had he had any semblance of a, of a number two with him, would have given y'all probably a seven-game series or would have got rid of y'all. So, for one, why are you running from the Lakers when you can't look past any teams this year? Two, you've probably got some instant basketball karma coming your way. Hmm. Why would you shoot in front of Anthony Davis? I'm sorry. Just I just saw Jay Crowder literally not get his shot out of his hand. But like he, he may have gotten hit. I'm not taking that shot. <laughs> like I'm not there's no way I'm taking that shot. Was the shot clock winding down? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, 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 like it three. Was. It <laughs> he was. had a couple seconds. I was about to say you kinda could have you could have <laughs> pump fake too and be like, I'm jumping into the body. Nah, but in all seriousness, um I, I wanna get into that really quick only because are we all pretty much at a general consensus in this room that Chris Stapps is not his number two? So Currently, I've he's had his number two. I've had a conversation with my guy Chuck, Dallas guy. He, he's got a group chat of 200 people that are all Mavericks fans, and they go crazy. That's got to be annoying. It's ridiculous. I'm like, are bro, you in what? It? No, not at all. It's all, no. I'll meet the prerequisites. I would have <laughs> re- requested to be removed. Please remove Yo, me. Take me nah, out. Nah, he was like, it's, you're like, some days are fantastic, some days are the worst. <laughs> But he was like, yesterday he was up. I could just tell from texting him that he was just, his energy was up. And, no, I think um, that internally, Kristaps and Luka aren't on the same page. Outwardly, they're coexisting. As best as possible. But front office knows that they need to keep Luka happy. And if he's not happy next to Kristaps anymore, Ryan's on the wall, man. We're gonna, no trip, bro. We'll get him out of here. And I, I think that their time together will pan out probably shortly. 
and hopefully it doesn't bleed onto the court to where that it shoots them in the foot for a series. But that's the that's the temperature on on that on that pairing from like Dallas fans. Like, yeah, the upside is still great, but the upside isn't realistic. There's a version of him on the court that I'm also zero percent intimidated by, which you don't want from somebody. Chris Paul's shoulder is still not right. Seven three. Yeah. Yeah, we know what he's capable of. Yeah. We only have about twenty minutes left, and I do want to touch on these other two. Um, is it three games? No, we already did Washington and Philly. So, two other games. But I do want to ask you guys, who is it? Because Luka needs somebody to help him play defense, right? Why don't – um Anchor to – because he's, he's not – I think be. this is kind of sitting there. They could move – uh they move him for CJ. I knew he was going to say that. See, I, is that enough defense? That's why I said what I said. But are you Luka, getting like? Are you, Luka, gonna, are you gonna go out and get an Alfaruka Minu from? Where's he at? Orlando? I know he's not healthy right now, but you're gonna go out and get a Trevor Reza? You're gonna go out and get Wesley Matthews back? Like you're still gonna need a wing. You, 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 you would have to compile some of these movable wings that serve a purpose. The Jay Crowders, the PJ Tucker. Go get a Jay Crowder. We, you, you would need PJ some of those, but they already have some. Of those. They have Dorian Finney-Smith who Keep loves em. it there. Keep them. They have. Tim Hardaway, who's not a defensive specialist, but True. he's got good size. He, you want him to stick around with his shooting. Um, they got Josh Green, who's a young guy, coming up. Maybe he turns into something like that. He's got I mean, let's physicals. be honest. Shot the shot the Tim Hardaway Jr. Yes, you're not going to get somebody with that si- – well, I'm not going to say that. But the person that I'm about to name, you're not going to get the size with it. But if you want somebody that can score just as well, what if Dallas goes out and gets Lou Williams? Tim Hardaway is expendable, Right. Maybe I'm not. Asking. I, I'm almost not anymore. But yes. Almost not anymore. Yeah, with, with, yeah with, with I, Celine said Lou Williams a couple of years ago. Maybe. But Luca's so great, though, that if you just give him a dependable second star, you, you probably see something like a LeBron effect, where it's like, you know, this might not be the best possible pairing, but. Keep in mind too what I said. What I said about Lou Williams that that's a money thing too. Like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You sure. you gotta pay yeah. Tim Hardaway. You can get Lou on on the cheap. For Luca, like I don't care. I, I get, you know, and I, I agree, Daryl. Like, yeah, he's not as intimidating as you want for a second wing guy, but he's still a damn good defender. Yeah, no, he ain't. Rather have, rather if I'm playing, he'd hey. rather him be on my squad. Let's make it work. Then, hey, let's all right, not. now I don't apologize for cutting y'all off, Daryl. Let's get to it. You've torn your ACL before. Blessings to you. Twice. Pretty much. Okay, I thought it was twice. Blessings to you. Is Chris Stapps playing, thinking about that injury? He'll never not think about it. He'll, 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 in the room, he'll never not think about his own durability, which is, you know, you're at your best when you're not thinking about things like that. And Anytime I push off my left foot, I think about my Achilles foot. Yeah. And he's had, he's had numerous operations. Operations. So, I mean, the writing's just kind of on the wall there. Um, I also saw this probably wouldn't happen now because I think that, that Golden State liked what they saw from him. You could send them for maybe like Wiggins and Ubre. Send who? Chris Apps? Chris Apps? I'm not gonna lie, I like Wiggins and Ubre in Dallas. I do Just too. tell Kelly Ubre don't take so many threes I, unless you You know what I'm saying? 
Like there, there's the double down where you don't try and go get an all star, but you go get quarters on the dollar. Right. And you add that to Luca. You got Rick Carlisle, who's a great coach. And I'm telling you, bro. Name somebody else on defense, dog. Go get Zach Collins. I know he hasn't been healthy in Portland. Then go get him, cause his asking price should be really, really cheap right now. Go snatch him. Zach Collins could be a monster in Dallas. They got options. They got options to go. But I think that yeah, no, man. If if Kristaps can stay on the court at least this series, they might get the Clippers out of here. I have. If I'm on that team, why in the hell did we want this team again? And this is where, I, let's, like I said, we got 20 minutes left, so this is where I said let's get into it because I'm, I'm skipping around, but this is yeah. the only time I'm probably going to do it. Portland and Denver. We'll get into the specifics in a second because Portland did beat Denver last night. I said this yesterday in front of Justice, in front of Rebel, Rebel football uh, uh, players. You can't run from the Lakers. I'm talking to the Clippers and the Nuggets. And lose in the first round, right? You can't do both. You can't do both. You gotta, you gotta. If you don't get the Lakers, you gotta beat who you who your first round matchup is. You have to, right? Yes, you do. <laughs> I was you waiting for somebody to just say yes, bro. Yeah. Oh my god. And if you thinking, if your locker room, y'all are saying this championship or nothing this year. Guess what, fam? Anybody. Y'all gotta beat everybody. <laughs> What the hell are you scared of? Like, if we get the Clippers, if we get the Lakers in round one, bet. Now our narrative is let's get them out of here. It is downhill. We gonna, we're going to face them either way. Cool. Let's start off with them. If it's in round two, bet. We'll see you there. Hmm. We're getting ready for it right now. It's, it's just a losing mentality, man. Yeah, man. Right. Regardless of who we're going to say is winning this one, this was going seven, right? I, I, think so. I, mean, last night, I don't know. Close. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, don't want to overreact, but it wasn't the craziest Dame game. It, Damian Lillard game. It wasn't the craziest. I like Dame game. Don't say his full name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't say his full name. If you don't know it, you don't know it. It's fine. It wasn't just, you know what I'm saying, the Dame and CJ show all day long. I felt like they got, like that was a good showing. And that Denver still put up a good fight when they could have rolled over in that game. And it kind of was, it, I don't know. I, I don't want to feel like Gaze has sent the series off of the one game. It felt a little one-sided. Celine, let me let me do this. Let me. Let me back off of something that you were completely right about last year sometime. Remember when I asked that crazy question of who's better offensively, CJ, <laughs> McCollum or Devin Booker? Can I restructure that question? Because I watched it again last night, and I went right back to my CJ point. Who's better at getting to their spots? CJ, it's hardly anybody better than him at that. Okay. Behind the three-point line is Dane. Because that, that, he has a quick trigger that's ridiculous on that step back. And behind the three-point line. Though. Oh, I'm tripping. Okay, oh, okay, I just want to be sure. I said, who has who's better offensively, Devin Booker or C.J. McCollum? Ooh, and he yeah. took Devin Booker, and he said, like, un, like without without question. And I was like, I want to say oh, Devin no, Booker, but I'm just is, not I'm still, sure. The thing is, no, C.J. is king of the king of the mountain. Like it would be all, hard. all star all star edition. C.J. is getting edition? a lot of people out of there. Oh no, absolutely. C.J. has that ability. Like knock it off. Yeah, knock it off. 
Yeah, I'm, like I said, I told you, I, I came around to what you said before. I'm, I'm with you. Devin Booker is the better offensive player, the better player in general. But in terms of getting to his spots, I'm telling you, I, every time CJ touched the ball last night, I was like, he's going to get right there and pull it. And that's exactly what he did. You know, random, but Jackie Young from the Aces, I don't know if you guys watched the Sparks game. She has that in her bag now, but it's a different – It's a. we talked about Andrew McCautry getting to her spot. I think they're, I think they're uh, already beginning the campaign for her. Like, yo, most, in, most improved. Check for her. <laughs> well, see, I just want to know, and I'm, I'm waiting because I know stories are going to surround her and surround the team. I'm waiting to see what Andrew McCautry has to say about Jackie Young's work in practice. Because every time I see her off the dribble now – I see Simone Augustus. I see Diana Taurasi. I see Angel McCautry. Those are some of the best. I see Maya Moore. Those are some of the best mid-range shooters in WNBA history. Easily. Yeah. Jackie Young is on to something. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, going to the Portland-Denver game, we talked about Portland already. Let's talk about Denver a little bit. I think Aaron Gordon may – I, this is going to sound crazy. This may be his coming out party to the world. I know he's a, what is it, two-time dunk champion. No, it, it should should have No, he's one-time it, champion. It would have to be. Champion. Yeah, like you would hope that it was. Celine, please look it up. What's the opposite of Aaron coming Gordon out party? Aaron didn't win a dunk contest, did he? No, Mr. 50. I just said that man had two. Yeah. I see why he pissed. In hindsight, I see, he ain't got one. He got some of the greatest dunks we've ever seen. In he he smoked the one where I think he was trying to do the double dip, the honey dip, and he couldn't get it to go down. That one that year. He beat shot to UNLV. He beat Derrick Jones Jr., but he he lost to Zach Levine. Yeah. And he had some crazy dunks against Zach Levine. Celine might disagree with me. Um, but as far as Denver, I think Aaron Gordon is going to continue to excel. I think in this playoff series, like you said, without Will Barton, without uh, Jamal Murray, without P.J. Dozier, I think Aaron Gordon is going to be one of those people that get out on the break a lot. I think he's going to be one of those people that um, he may have a big game. And I know we talk about today's stats. Did y'all see? But uh, he may have 28 points in a game, and that may be a win for them. And it may be needed. Did y'all see Nurkic pick and roll? Chest to chest, this man on like back to back plays. Mm-mm, I missed it. Put him in a basket, like <laughs> like pulled a <laughs> rim down. It was nasty. There's um interesting storyline to watch with this series, Nurkic versus Jokic, because they came into the league both members of the Nuggets, and this is almost never really brought back up, but the Nuggets pretty much chose. I remember playing like 2K17, 16, and being like, and what'd you do? There's there's two of these dudes, and they're like, I wonder who's better. And what'd you do? I didn't, there was no telling at the time. What did you do? Don't lie to me. What'd you do? I don't. I can't remember. I can't remember. I kept Nurkic. I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be open. Let's I kept okay. Nurkic. Because at I the time, Nurkic was actually a little better. I kept Nurkic. And Jokic was way heavier than he – or his build was way different. You know what I'm saying? So, and right now, there's a – nobody knew what Jokic was then. And I think Denver did. They might have saw it and said, all right, Clearly. if we if we bust this dude's – like, if we make him bust his butt in the gym – Keep going. We really got something. We can let Nurkic go. But this series is some this little little revenge opportunity. Oh, 100 percent Or, you know, Nurkic wants that wants that smoke right there. Then let's talk about the other blazer. That's an ex nugget. Let's talk about Melo. Yeah. I want Portland to win just for Melo. Like, what do you want me to do, bro? I, I told you guys, Melo is I don't I think Portland's got this in the back. You know, the regular season. That. It was nice that they kept the win streak going even after Jamal Murray went down. But you, it's, when you get to the postseason, it's, all right, how do we beat this team? 
How are we better than them? He had to work, and he had to work hard for it. And they have n- exactly, and they have no, no shoot- passing, and they do not really have shooters right now. But you have competent shooters. Let's not do that. True. I mean, well, we've talked about Michael Porter Jr. not running the lanes, which is why Aaron Gordon is there. You're you're hoping Austin Rivers makes them. You're hoping Faku makes them. You're hoping Aaron Gordon makes them. You're him. hoping Monty Morris makes you're him. You're hoping Marcus Howard got 20 minutes last year, yo. Last night. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but when every time I see Marcus Howard now, and it's just going to happen. Why is Bull Bull not getting minutes? <laughs> I seen Bo Bowl on the bench laughing last night when they were losing, and I was like, I don't think he's laughing at the team. He's laughing at something that was said. But he's sitting there like, fam, I could have helped. <laughs> I for sure could have did something. Him or PJ. Well, well, PJ's – I'm talking about him or PJ being back would help. Both of those are forwards, though. Three and D, guys. Right. Both can – they're hybrids. Definitely. That's why I said, but you need three. And this is why it's so weird. When Jamal Murray went down, we talked about it, and we were like, yeah, they're probably going to sink a little bit, even though they didn't. Um, we talked about them being competent enough everywhere else, 3 and D. Like, if you got Jokic and you got 3 and D guys surrounding him, nine times out of ten, you're going to be fine. Simply because of The the version of the team of those two teams that played last night, Portland has the advantage shooting, creating, and rebounding. Hmm. That that's a tough uh tough hill to climb. Last one that we can get into yeah. for today. We got about ten minutes to go. Brooklyn and Boston. I'm a firm believer that this series is um going to be really, really close every game. And Brooklyn's probably going to sweep them or win in five. Yeah, in the first quarter, yeah, the fourth quarter, you see the separation. It's that team. This is pretty much what I've been trying to 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 drive home, and we didn't get to see it with them. But just the options that the Brooklyn Nets have in the fourth quarter will never, like, we'll we'll see. It's going to level out. It's not fair though. I don't want you to think I'm not listening to you because I, I I did zone out for something. No, nah, something something crazy just happened. For, on one of guys, these screens. Sir yeah. Fernando Tatis has like a San Diego chain, like the like it looks like a, a flavor flave clock, and it's a spinning chain. Remember, Celine, we talk all the time about swag being needed in baseball. Name a swaggier player. Than Fernando Tatis. And in baseball, the he swag. Has a San Diego, a San Diego chain that's about that wide that hangs down to his belly button and it spins. And he put you get to put that on me after a home run, fam. Donnie. I just love how Right, because in, in baseball too, the swag starts with the name. Why do baseball players have the swaggiest names? Ronald Acuna Jr. 
Fire. Fire name, bro. Like, what? Bro, my name is Fire, dog. It doesn't Day matter. Oscar. Tim <laughs> Salmon is one of the firest names ever. But whatever. What do I know? Um, Ozzy. Ozzy Albee's like. Ozzy Ginn. Hell, like, we can talk about it. Tony LaRusa. Like, bro, there's some fight. Don Mattingly is a. All right, why are we doing this? How did we get here? Bro. <laughs> Low key. Don Logan. Shout out to the president. Um, last game, like I said, Brooklyn and, and, and Boston. We talked about. You Mookie. said the separation in the fourth quarter. Wait, who? Mookie. Sorry. <laughs> Damn, that's a good one. Too. Damn. That bets with the 50. The be- yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> this is not good. Some people are just made for just like you. you know how do I'm people saying? know? When you just have kids and you just look at your kid and be like, that's him. That's her. You just know right away. Like Sabrina Ionescu. Dog. Like from, from birth, you're going to be a legend. I don't know what you're going to do, but you're a legend. Yeah. <laughs> NECA and Chaneo Gumake. You guys know how I feel about the Ogumake sisters. You guys are going to do something. I don't know what you're going to do. Some people's name. You're right. It starts in the name. It yeah, has no. to. So, so for Usain Boston. Bolt. <laughs> right. Damn. Don't, don't talk to me about nothing. Man. All right. My bad, guy. Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn and Boston. Let's talk about it. Yeah, no. Nah, Boston, I felt like, would scrap together some real organizational, like, uh, just – cloth that they would have pulled out and made this a nice series and you just see at the you know when, when it's needed missing Jalen Brown's big not so much it's just big defensively you're asking a lot of Tatum to be a stopper and that guy you we know we know Kemba isn't a stopper right. you know Evan Fournier isn't a stopper and we know Tristan Thompson you know we know that they're a little lacking still in the front court but they could have got the job done with the players they had at a full at a full strength. But they I don't I don't want to be that guy. They traded for Mo Wagner in the Daniel um, Gafford trade and and haven't even really tried him. They I don't think Mo Wagner is a Celtic anymore. Yeah, maybe. And they they, Celine, they, they where's Mo Wagner? They were giving that my, the guy Luke Cornette some minutes. Seven no, he footer. got traded. He got traded because of um yeah Luke Cornette. Luke Cornette is there now, and that. I know it's I know it's more size. They but flipped him to Chicago, Orlando. That's what I just said. The um the Nikola Vucevic trade because Daniel Gafford because he was in Washington. That was a part of that three team trade. He was in Boston for something, and he got cut from Boston. He was traded to Boston in some trade. I forgot what it was. Please tell me what it was whenever you get a chance. Um, no, Mo Wagner. I think oh, it was it straight from Washington to uh to um and then he did I think him and Cornette were swapped somehow yeah something like that but yeah he went to Boston for a for a hot second and they, didn't stay Boston's been trying to put pieces they waved him he got a lot of run yesterday but. I don't want to be that guy, but you just said you're lacking front court depth, and then you get a guy who literally said they don't pay me to play defense. Who's undersized. I don't expect anybody to be on KD because KD's a white guy who was trying to drop out. Jabari Parker was trying to drop out. Well, they don't pay you to play defense. I'm just letting you know. I am Ant. Ant is me. You are Jabari. Jabari is you. 
Hey, bro, I, I feel like my inner, like, I feel like my inner spirit animal, don't laugh at me, is Willie Colley Stein. Just, just take that for what it, take True. That for what you will. Take that for what you will. I think that's, I think that's my spirit animal, Loki. And I've talked to Willie talk, probably twice. If I had to put a fork in one series, it'd probably be Boston, Brooklyn. That's the one, right? Yeah. That's the one guarantee that you can do? Yeah, I think that's the only one, Loki. I'm going to go Utah and Memphis. I love Memphis a lot, and you guys know how I feel about Jaron Jackson and John Moran. I think they're going to make it a series, but I think Utah will win that series. That's just me. Um, yeah. Again, ah. we got that game tonight. We got Utah and Memphis. We have one other one tonight. What am I missing? Celine, give it to me. Who do y'all – real quick. Oh, whoa. Nick Fox, thank you. Can you go seven deep and really – With who? And, and, uh, and say that you're, you're, you, well, you'd bet whatever you wanted to bet. On Utah seven versus Memphis seven or eight, with a questionable Donovan Mitchell. Because I just can't, I I can't confidently, and I can't, and I'm gonna tell you why. You, you go for it, yeah. Because in that top seven, you're forcing me to rely on people like Royce O'Neal. You're forcing me to rely on people like Joe Ingles. You're forcing me to rely on people like Jordan Clarkson. Uh, you're forcing me to – they don't have Tony Bradley anymore. Um, do they have Tony Bradley? No. No, I was to say Tony no, Bradley. No, he's in OKC. That's in OKC. Philly was where I was picturing him. And I'm like, and I'm, yeah. I'm like, I just watched Philly play, and he's not there. Um, I'm missing somebody else. I'm trying to think of, like, their backup big man. Gorgeous name and favors. Derek Favors. You're asking me to, um, re- to rely on Derek, people like Derek Favors. I'm more than likely, I'm about 90% going to rely on Derek Favors, Royce O'Neal, and things like that, only because the upside for Desmond Bain may be a lot higher. He hasn't been here before. They've got, they got that Grayson whole, Allen, that whole squad. That whole squad's got that going for him. For John sure. Conchar hasn't been here before. Jonas Valanciunas. J- I see. He's J- been there before. <laughs> I see JV battling with Rudy the Justice whole series, and then I see He's that. Then I see that team going small with Tillman at center, stretching that squad. Jaron Jackson can play the perimeter the entire series. Sure. They have like that. Ja is going to get where he wants. No, he's not, and that's where I disagree. Only because that means for what you just said, I'm not, I'm not Jaron Jackson dog. and I'm not writing off any of these guys on Utah. J- no, no, no. Yeah. Jaron Jackson and uh, and we got to get out of here. Wow. Yeah. Jaron Jackson and uh, Salim just realized it too. Jaron Jackson and Xavier Tillman, they would have to knock down their shots because Rudy Gobert will take Xavier uh, Tillman making one out of four, taking or one out of five, taking Jaron Jackson making two out of six. If I know that Jer- that John Moran is gonna every time down the court attempt to get to the paint, I'm gonna lag. I'm gonna lag back into the paint. Trust me, I had him second team. I respect him. No, yeah, yeah, I respect him. If it's 1-1 one, one after two, I'm just trying to say, let's not change the narrative. <laughs> Until next time, guys, keep on talking.